yo, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but I'm trying to get fired as a consultant. I'm trying to get my clients to fire me because I'm a consultant that has a job, not a business. I am not reliant or hopeful that clients stay on with me every single month, paying me a subscription fee. That is the opposite of what I want. I want to work with someone when they have specific problems. I want to help devise the tactics and strategies to solve those problems. And then when they don't need me anymore, I want them to graduate and go back on to being autonomous and kicking ass. If they ever need me again, they know how to reach out to me. But I pride myself on a business as a business consultant who's not trying to create a business out of your money, out of your subscription. I just want this as a job, and I like taking job by job, problem by problem, and getting to work with multiple different owners. I work with only 40 owners per month. That is 20 hours of consulting total for me per month. That is my limit. That's what I want out of my work-life balance. And recently, we've just graduated about five or six, I think, owners You know, to no longer doing monthly calls with me. The problems are solved. They're good. They know you know, the holler at their boy if something pops up again in the future. But this gives me opportunity and room to work with new owners and help solve new problems. If you are someone who has some specific issues and you have not been able to figure them out and you would like for me to tailor create a solution for you and then help you execute on it, shoot me a DM on Instagram at WTF Gym Talk. I'd love to learn more about what you've got going on. All right, guys, on with the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast, the compounding effect of cancellations as referrals. So everyone, I, I have the least negative connotation around cancellations than anybody. Every time I talk to someone who who wants to talk at a what I consider like a really low level of business knowledge, they're like, man, can't retention. Retention's the thing everyone's got to work on. I'm like, nah, I don't really think it is, right? A lot of you guys know my position on this. If you've got 94% or above retention, your money, you're fine. Cancellations are just something that happens in the life cycle of a customer. But here's what most people don't think of, right? Is instead of like being upset about a cancellation, you need to do certain things with it. One of them is you gotta track the LOM, length of membership, and the LCV, the lifetime client value. Those two metrics now complete your avatar customer so you're able to say the average customer here stays 36 months and spends $5,230 or whatever yours is. The second thing is you gotta realize every year that you have cancellations, regardless of which reason, remember there's only five reasons of a cancellation, okay? Money, schedule, injury, change of interest, and uh, geographical, okay, like moving. And again, if this is all new to you, you're like, oh man, let me write that down. Get enrolled in Microgym University, spend 50 bucks, consume the content, cancel the next month, I don't care, but go there, you need this information. This is the basics, okay? This is like where to put your feet in a squat type basic level information. With that, what I'm calling the, like the compounding interest of a compounding referral benefit of cancellations. Let's say in year one of your business, uh, 40 people cancel. In year two, uh, 60 people cancel. In year three, 80 people cancel. And um, without getting into the math, let's just say you're maintaining a good 94% cancellation rate. So the growth of membership is high and because it's bigger every year, that's why those cancellations keep going up. Because again, cancellations will happen. They're guaranteed to happen, okay? We just want to keep them at generally around 6% per month. Right, or we have an attrition rate of six percent or less per month. Now, when we are looking at all those people, we had forty in one year. In year two, we had sixty, so that's a hundred. In year three, 
we had 80. So now we have 180. So there's 180 former members who paid us and then canceled for whatever reason, whichever one of those five that they chose. Though That's 180 people who could still be referring their friends, family, and coworkers to you. Even if they relocated out of state, I guarantee you they still know people in your town. Even if they chose, they had a change of interest to go do something else, they know people who are looking to get into what it is you offer. Even if they got injured or they their money wasn't right or they didn't fit their schedule, they will know someone who did enjoy, like who would fit the bill for your thing. So let's say at that point, this gym has uh, 300 members and there's 180 people in cancel that have canceled over three years, right? And I know those numbers don't work out, but I'm trying to do easy math here. That's 300 current members every single day, every single week, and every single month who are potentially referring you to friends, family, and coworkers. Plus a growing number of 180 and growing that are going to be canceling in the future that could still give you a solid referral. And people are like, they don't think of cancellations as potential referral sources. They only think of members. And that's such a fucking novice, it's such a novice position to be in or mindset to have. And I understand, if you haven't been doing this for a while, you don't have the, the same lens. But think about it. Like, my number one referral source at Urban Movement were former members because I had so many more former members than I did current members. Why is that? Because my gym had been in business for a decade. Right, I didn't, I, you know, it, at a certain point, guys, there are more people who have come to the gym and canceled than who have active current memberships. That is a fucking fact. On a long enough timeline, that is the case. So with all those people out there who have canceled, assuming they didn't do so because you pissed them off or you did a shitty job and you fucking, you know, whatever the hell it may be, like something volatile. It was just a course of, you know, those five reasons for cancellation that I laid out earlier, you know, which just happens. They could still be referring people, but what are you doing to leverage that? Are you reaching out to those former cancellations, you know, three times a year? Are you inviting them to holiday parties, to fun get-togethers? Or do you like write people off like, oh, once they cancel, they can't come to any of our things and we're taking them out of the Facebook group and I'm a fucking moron, blah, 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 blah. Like if you're that gym owner, knock it the fuck out. Knock it out. I always invited former canceled members and, you know, for whatever reason, to our events. We always reached out to those people and they always referred us more people. They referred more people than current customers did because at a certain timeline, you have more of them, more people who have canceled than people that are currently paying. And here's the quote that I'll leave you with, guys. Memberships have a life cycle. Memberships will inevitably end. Referrals are forever. You do not have to have an active membership to refer someone to the business. Like, well, that doesn't make any sense. If they left your gym because they didn't like it and they went and joined Orange Theory, why wouldn't they just, you know, refer people to Orange Theory then? Why are they still referring them to your gym? I don't know, fuckface. They probably are also referring people to Orange Theory. People that they believe are like, hey, yeah, I, I'm really not looking to do any training with a barbell. Like, oh, you should check out Orange Theory. That's where I go. Okay, boom, Orange Theory gets a referral. And then their next friend is like, oh, where are you working at again? Like, Orange Theory, you should try it out. Yeah, I just, dude, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'd rather fucking, you know, watch my grandparents fuck than have to run on a treadmill for 10 minutes. Oh, okay, so what are you into? Well, I really like strength training, right? And not watching my grandparents fuck. 
And, oh, okay, well, if you're really into strength training, then you should go check out this gym that I used to go to. I went there first. It was great, but I was training for the marathon, so I ended up switching over to Orange Theory. Like, that's impracticality, like reality. That's how that would work. Guys, there is a compounding interest and compounding potential of referrals with your cancellations. Stay in frequent contact with them, you know, a couple times a year. Invite them to your shit and check in on them. Like, again, this isn't, you know, if they move from out of town, see if they, uh, you know, see if they fucking uh, found a new fitness home, how things are going, right? If when they do move and they're relocating, are you helping them find a new gym? We did at Urban. We had relocation fucking concierge services. No joke. If they're leaving your gym to try something else, are you an asshole about it? Would you be like, cool, man, this isn't for you. I get it. What are you looking for? Oh, you're looking for something more endurance based because you're doing marathon training. Oh, well, man, I listen. There's a couple of them. There's Tread Happy. There's Orange Theory. Here's a couple recommendations, right? When you're the owner who do, who loves the member, not the membership, you're the kind of person who gets constant fucking referrals. Be emotional about the member not whether or not they have a membership, okay? The, again, an, an owner who's like, oh, but Stu, I have such a hard time when a member cancels. You are in a heap of fucking trouble. I promise you, this business will not provide for your son and daughter, your family, your spouse, yourself, what it could. And it will not provide the, cli- the level of service you're capable of providing if your emotions are sitting in the front fucking seat. Emotions are good. Acting on them as a business owner, when you need to remain neutral in these situations, is not good. Okay? All right, guys. Be emotional about the member, not the membership. That's all I got to, for you today. Uh, until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.